We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, how are you tonight? It's Ivy Nation's time, and it is mailbag night here on the show. So get your questions in if you're joining the chat right now. Hit the like button if you would, and uh, bring on your Notre Dame football questions. We are uh, in the thick of spring right now. We're not quite halfway through, getting close to halfway through the spring. So bring on your questions. We appreciate it. And as Nathan said, smash the like button as well. We appreciate you. Jesse, how are you doing tonight, Mr. Cleveland? I am doing well. It is a busy week for me. I feel a little sleepy today. Um, but that's just a normal week for me. I, you guys are going to be here tomorrow. Got some field work to do Thursday. Um, but I just realized myself, I have this Friday off, so I can't complain nice. too much. I had a three day week last week, um, and a four day week this week. So very excited for the four day week only. I'm already halfway through the work week. Yeah, isn't that the uh, the Friday that your employer is not calling Good Friday, but <laughs> you're yeah. off because of Good Friday, basically? Yeah, they um not calling it Good Friday. It is like a health and mental health and well-being day or something like that. So, hey, I don't need it to be called Good Friday. Just give me the day off. I don't care what you call it. As long as that's I'm right. paid to not do anything, that's all I care about. That's right. All I need is the day off. That's exactly right. And we will be there. As, as you said, Bruce Springsteen is playing in Cleveland tomorrow. And your mom, my wife, of course, got me Springsteen tickets for Christmas. So we are going to see the boss tomorrow. It's been seven years since uh, the last tour, 2016. So I'm down in Louisville several years back. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm giddy. I'm ready to go. It's It's hard to believe that we're... A day away since I've been waiting since Christmas to to do this. Well, let's uh, let's get in some questions. Kevin Park was parked in the chat first, and he brought the first question tonight. And again, smash the like button, subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. But uh, Kevin says, could Rocco Spindler move to center next year? I could see that. I could I could very easily see it happen. I mean, he's an interior lineman. He's kind of fighting and he's, he's a little bit like when you compare him to uh Christophic and Carmody, you know, uh, Shrouth, 
you know, like some of those other guys who are at the guard, he's a little bit smaller than those guys, you know, a little bit closer, I think, to the size profile of uh, Zeke Carell. So I could see that. I guess it would be a matter of, you know, is he is he able to do it? You know, what it, what exactly that takes to make that transition. But I could see it happening potentially. Yeah, so the thing for me with Rocco Spindler is I would just like to see him involved because I know coming out of high school, um, he was a big-time recruit. And I, I think for offensive linemen, he has big-time athleticism. And, you know, playing center – is a position where you, you can utilize some of that, you, you know, uh, athleticism. You see, more so see it with guards because of, you know, their pulling ability and stuff like that. But to me, you know, if if a, if he fits in, sure, but it, I don't want something just to be, you know, force created for him for no reason. Obviously, yeah. if he's not – if he's still working with the second team, you know, there's obviously still something that he's deficient on. So I haven't been able to see him this spring, but – I did draft him on my uh, offensive <laughs> newcomers this year, so I'm very hopeful that he can work his way in, you know, somehow this this season. Yeah, that's right. You you uh, didn't you take him first on your? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went with your, the home run swing. Pop? Yeah, I that's right. Home run swing. You went home run, and we'll see if that pans out into a home run. Um, I don't know at this point. You 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 brought up a good point, like. The pulling center and you still, you know, you like Jason Kelsey really seems to be kind of the guy who popularized it with the Philadelphia Eagles. You see him doing it a lot and you've seen more centers do it lately, but you really, you know, you have to be a little bit more, a little bit quicker, maybe a little bit more athletic. And I, I think and that that's you see part Kelsey of Spindler's profile and those off season workouts that he does, you know, in his barn or whatever. And he's definitely got the athleticism. Those are, those like those are my favorite offensive linemen to watch because offensive linemen, you know, usually get stereotyped or labeled as these just big, clunky, kind of out of shape guys. But I mean, when you watch guys like Tyron Smith, uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, the Martins, these are just big guys that happen to, you know, <laughs> they have the athleticism. It's just, you know, someone's got to play the offensive line and, and have the height and size. And that's often what it comes down to. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'll let you take this one first. Andre wants to know which players offensively and defensively you're looking forward to watching this fall. So, and the... In yesterday's show, I talked a lot about this person, and I think that their versatility can be very useful for the Notre Dame defense this year. Um, so, yeah, give that give yesterday's show a listen if you haven't, but and you can kind of hear me elaborate a little bit nice more plug. on that. Is um, Junior Tui Alamaka is who? Hey, I am. you got it. You got it. Nice job. <laughs> is who okay. I am. Uh, the players that I'm most looking forward to this season because I think Junior can have a huge impact on the defense just based off of. You know, in the nickel, he was he was playing as a defensive lineman. Um, in their base defense, he plays as the Viper, and then he got some some work as an interior defensive lineman um, in, in practice as well within the base defense. So I just think the transition from from linebacker to defensive line is something that's going to benefit him because he has the seat, the 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 size, the speed, the strength to to be a really good defensive lineman, and also you know, benefit uh, of dropping into coverage too. And when, when they show some mm-hmm. kind of bluff blitz packages where maybe you blitz a corner and drop, you know, the, the defensive end Viper into um, the flat. So defensively, I am, I'm very, very um, interested to see what junior can do this season. And then offensively, I'm honestly going to say, I, you know, Sam Hartman's the easy answer because of, you know, the fact that he's a really good big time quarterback and we've at Notre Dame, we felt like we haven't seen that in a, in a while. You know, a guy that could potentially go out there and win the Heisman, and and you know what he can do in this offense compared to last year. What, what levels he can unlock in this offense. Um, another person for me would be Chris Tyree. I just want to see him utilized uh, at the slot position, just getting him the ball in space. How creative can they get um, him in open space? So, actually, I think I'm going to go with Chris Tyree offensively. Okay. All right. I like that. For me, defensively, I think it's Jordan Botello because I've just been waiting, waiting forever to see this guy bust out. And we talked about him, I guess that was last week now at this point when we had some of the comments from Al Golden. For him, it's it's just really about knowing your assignment, playing within the system, and going from there, you know, not not freelancing, you know, not not knowing your assignment, all that stuff. Because as he talked about. The fire is there. The enthusiasm is there. The energy is there. The ability is there. It's just really about putting it all together. And if he's able to do that, I think he is so capable of having a monster year every bit online with with stuff that Isaiah Foskey was doing. So it's Batello to me defensively. Offensively, I've just got to go with the old standby at this point. Tobias Merriweather and... You know, we really missed out by not getting to see more of him in November, unfortunately, when he had that concussion. And, you know, it, it looks like that is all a thing of the past, which you would expect this far down the line. But, like, looking at some of those highlights and some of the throws and some of the stuff that he is doing, we didn't get to see it, unfortunately, in person on Saturday. I was hoping that maybe we would get to see, like, a highlight reel player or two from Tobias. We didn't get to see that, though, but... He's definitely the one, you know, with with where this wide receiver room is. He's fully capable. He's 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 got the ability, the the talent to lead that room on Saturday. So those are my two guys. Nice. But I'm not far behind with Tyree. I mean, 
I agree with what you're saying on Tyree. We've all been waiting to see. I'm just glad we had different Tyree. people on both sides of the ball. I think that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Keith says he thinks Patello could get 10 sacks, and I don't disagree with that. I think he could be right in there. So um, let's pick another question. Benjamin wants to know what sports do we follow? Just football, basketball, basketball, baseball, basketball, or more. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, football, basketball are the big ones. And, you know, like if you're a regular listener of this show or viewer or whatever you want to call it, obviously we we talk a lot of football, a lot of Notre Dame football. That's that's always going to be the staple. But, you know, we're we're going to have more basketball in there as long as they're, you know, well, you know, relevant enough to be part of the conversation. We're going to follow it. We're going to talk about it. We, you know, we, we write about it on the website and stuff like that, you know, baseball a little bit, but you know, we're, we're still in the time right now where it's a little bit prohibitive to get out there and, and even try to watch some baseball, but we talk about it a little bit here and there. Are there any that you'd like to see us talking about, Jesse, that we're not talking about? Like, are you craving um, craving hockey coverage? No, I, I think those are kind of the big three. And, and usually, you know, what people are most interested in, I think you could throw hockey in there. I, I enjoy watching hockey. Um, I'm not going to say I'm like an avid hockey guy. I have some friends who are hockey fans. I just don't really know enough about hockey to feel confident enough to talk <laughs> about hockey. It is Concur. the issue. <laughs> I concur. I concur. Um, I, I don't know where Tyler is going with this. Do you think Micah Parsons will wear the number zero? <laughs> uh, it's I, it's funny. I actually know the answer to this question. Number zero, he, he got beat out already for it. And the number zero has already been awarded on the Cowboys. Who's got it? Year. I hadn't even seen that. Yeah. Jaron Curse, the safety, mm. is going to be switching from 27 okay. to zero. Okay. Um, I think he beat out Parsons. I don't, I know Parsons like tweeted a picture of him with like a mock-up zero on and like that kind of thing, but, and, and called himself agent zero, but I don't know if he was serious or not, but yeah, Jaron Kurz beat him out regardless to the. Interesting that Notre Dame is going to have two number zeros this season. Do you know who they are? Say that again. Notre Dame is going to have two number zeros this season on the football team. Do you know who um, they are? I'm going to guess someone in the secondary and a wide receiver. Correct. Um, wide I think I saw that Chris Tyree is going to wear number two this year. Correct. Um, number zero. I honestly would go. Let's see. It's obviously here. not Braden Lindsay, the one who I was going to say last year. Yeah. Is it Deion Colsey? It is Dion Colsey. You cheat. You see the chat. <laughs> I did. Dion Colsey. Dion Colsey is the receiver. Xavier Watts is the uh, the safety defensive back that's got it. So it's gonna be be it'll be interesting. You know, like we're gonna have a zero on each side of the ball. It's gonna be a little bit different. Ryan wants to know why isn't Kevin Bauman being talked about enough? He was tied into in the Ohio State game before he got hurt. And I think that that is why um, Kevin is because he is hurt and he is still hurt right now and he's not practicing. So there's really nothing to talk about at this point. He was, 
I was really high on Bauman a couple of years ago, and unfortunately, he's had injuries these last two years. I think it was two falls ago, two training camps ago. Like, he was Mr. Red Zone. He was a touchdown machine in the red zone. But I just think because he's injured right now, there's, you know, like, what are you going to talk about? You know, because they're the, the injured guys, unfortunately, get over there in that corner, the north uh, corner of the Irish Athletic Center and ride the stationary bike and do some med ball stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's it. There's just, he's not out there practicing right now. I, you know, they're all, he's, he's very, very hopeful that he's going to be healthy and ready to go. But I think that that, you know, that's, that's really the only answer because there's, there's nothing to talk about with him being injured still. Jeff. How has Watts looked so far this spring? Really starting to come on at the end of the season? Could Christian Gray be the next Benjamin Morrison? I know Brian was really high on Christian Gray. And, you know, I didn't get to see quite enough of him. I just think Xavier Watts is still, everything is pointing up for him right now. And there'll be a story on him coming out on Irish Breakdown within the next probably you know, 12, 24 hours, <laughs> whatever it happens to be, whatever it gets published. But uh, I think the thing with Xavier Watts is he gets to focus fully on being a safety now. There's none of this dabbling with wide receiver like he had a little bit last year. He started the last four games of last season, and we really got to see two different times in those last four games. He set a career high in tackles, and he ended up with three pass breakups, which was among the tim team leaders as well. So really excited about Xavier Watts. I think he's going to be a big time player for them at safety this season. Christian Gray, I'd say, look out. I mean, I think we're going to be saying this about some of these skill guys every year. Don't you just, just like the way recruiting is trending. I think we're going to be, there, there's going to be another young guy every year we're talking about going forward because of that. Yeah, that seems like the trend is Notre Dame has kind of identified what they are looking for um, in regards of, you know, the cornerback kind of secondary positions. And yeah, I think they're going to keep kind of churning out these similar type of guys. And, you know, the thing about Christian Gray is he is, he's just so fluid. There's just a lot of easy speed when it comes to Christian Gray, meaning that he just kind of glides. Like it doesn't look like you can tell when guys are trying hard to sprint sometimes, right? Christian Gray just looks like it's, it's nothing to him. It's just another day. Um, and so that's probably the most exciting thing to see about his game is just how fluid he is in transitions, you know, getting those hips, you know, rotated over, um, getting into the hip pocket of wide receivers and just being able to glide with those guys. But like a lot of these, you know, corners, especially when, when they get into college, he's going to have to figure out how to bulk up and be um, someone who can shut down perimeter runs because, you know, I, largely what a what a corner does is in coverage, but he still has to be able, you know, to to be uh, a a threat in the run game. A lot of you know what we saw last year with Tariq, Tariq Bracey is that's kind of the what what we need to see out of a lot of these corners. And I think it's something that Notre Dame is going to require demand of their players. You're not just going to get away with being a coverage corner. You have to be able to play the run as well. Yeah, I concur. I concur. Keith wants to know. Do we think any of the freshman wide receivers will get meaningful snaps this year? I mean, this is tough because, like, on the one hand, 
you see them and mainly I think it's been Braylon James and Rico Flores Jr. Now Graden Jaden Greathouse has done some good things as well, but those two seem to get you know like more of the highlights and stuff like that that we've seen from practice. But if I what what we don't know is their depth of knowledge of the playbook in addition to like what is how, how is this potential change in philosophy is there actually going to be a change in philosophy with the coaching staff that can help get some of these young guys on the field quicker than what we'd seen over the previous 13 years basically between <laughs> Brian Kelly and Tommy Reese as the offensive coordinator there at the end if if I was going to go out on a limb right now I would say Rico Flores Jr that would be that would be my bet uh, you know i don't know what you think just based on what you've seen so far yeah i haven't seen a whole lot but a, a lot of what i've i guess <laughs> read is you know between it's it's going to be between rico flores jr and Jaden greathouse you know i i can't speak to the specifics of seeing them in practice because you know i haven't been to practice so um i to me i, I just think of again what i've heard of rico flores jr um and kind of the hype that was around him coming out of high school that's that would be my bet if I were a betting guy. Yeah, I think so as well. Tyler wants to know if we watched any MLB games with the new rules. If so, is it any better? You know, it's funny because Jesse just texted me last night. <laughs> I, I've got this slide. I kept it here. So, you know, if this – I'll let you decide if this is better. So, first weekend of the season – this is a sample size of 50 games. Yes. Batting league batting average is up 15 points from 230 opening weekend last year to 245 this year. Stolen bases more than doubled. Well, almost doubled. Attempts more than doubled. Four or no, yeah. 29 of 43 were base stealers last year. 70 of 84 this year. Way more base stealing attempts, which is part of not just the pitch clock in the throwovers, but the bigger bags as well. Stolen base percentage up from 67% to 83%, and time of game down about 30 minutes, three hours and eight minutes to two hours and 38 minutes. And, you know, I, I haven't watched wall-to-wall games, but the biggest thing <laughs> that I do notice is the pace. There, you know, there are, constant things, action there are now. more things happening. Yep, that's right. There's far less drag lag downtime. Yeah, and so I went to uh, the Cubs opening day in Chicago last Thursday. And, I mean, I, we got out of there in just over two hours. I want to say maybe two hours and 20 minutes. And, I mean, that's that's not a bad thing in my opinion. You know, it was a 4 nothing game. Stroman had like eight strikeouts. Cubs put together one inning where they got four runs. And, you know, that was really it. I don't think it's had any negative impacts. And I had a lot of fun um, listening to the Cubs game last night on there on the WGN network, I believe is what they're on or the Cubs marquee, whatever network they're on now with the uh, book. Um, I was network. listening yeah. and you know, they made a comment last night. Someone got a hit and I think it was Hosmer. And, you know, immediately one of the guys said, you know, that, that wouldn't have been a hit last year with the shift. And I think that that is something that I enjoy this year too, is the, the limit of the shift allows for more natural base hits in the game. So 
I've really been enjoying uh, what baseball has done this season. I think it was necessary too, because they were talking about last night, how batting average was like the worst. It was last season. The batting average was like the worst it was in 30 years. Strikeout percentage was like the worst all time. And so it, it just came at to me the perfect time. The game needed some stuff to kind of pick back up, you know, the action and the excitement. So I've, I'm all aboard on the rule changes so far this season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and yeah, there, there was just so much down to, you know, like what, trying to watch games last year, I would just glaze over waiting for something to happen. <laughs> it, it was just could not keep your attention. But there is there's just a lot more happening right now. And they had to get more action in baseball. And that's what they've got so far. So I, I, I do think that that's good. Chino is asking if we can elaborate more on the Brady Quinn collective. I'll have now, to defer to you on this one because I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, I, I, um, now what you mean by elaborate more? I, I don't know what you know. <laughs> so I guess I would just explain it as basically as I can like this. There, it, you know, the Brady Quinn Collective, it's an NIL collective called Funds, Friends of the University of Notre Dame. And the way it works is any athlete at Notre Dame can do some sort of community service type event. They can go out, you know, donate their time, whether it's, you know, like Meals on Wheels or down at the food shelter or, you know, a host of, of different things, doing things for the community, and they essentially get paid for their time. But, you know, they, they apply through this collective, and that's, that's kind of the way it works. I mean, that is, that is a very basic version of how it works, but that's what it is, you know. So you, you get paid for spending your time doing something for the greater good. Essentially, in some, I think in some cases, you know, they they've given it to other things and, you know, done some different things with it. But that's that's kind of what it is. That's that's the that's I think the uh, the easiest way to explain it, I think. Does that make sense, Jesse? Yeah, that that does make sense to me. And it, to me, the <laughs> the best way I would sum it up is just Brady Quinn has created, you know, basically an NIL type collective that allows Notre Dame players to go out and be rewarded for said task. It's not just an empty check or pocket. Uh, it, the, the funds have to be, you know, it, it's worked for essentially. It's not just handed out um, or given. David says, random question. Any updates on basketball recruiting slash transfer portal players being recruited? Um, as of right now, have not heard anything new. So, um, that's one that we can try to follow up on, but nothing new since last week anyway. Yeah. I'm still riding the high of, uh, Shrewsbury, you know, being named the head coach. I, I still think that that was a tremendous hire. I like his enthusiasm. I like, you know, the things, some of the kind of preliminary talks about some of his players, um, and, and recruits kind of following him over here to Notre Dame because of where this roster was left after this season. So I, I just think, especially because the college basketball ended just last night, that we'll start to hear more about the transfer portal stuff in the next month or so. 
Yeah, the portal has been open essentially since the tournament started. But I do, as you said, now that everyone is done, I think we'll probably start hearing a lot more along those lines here coming up pretty soon because you also have guys making those decisions about going pro or at least dabbling in the pro with the combine and and all that different kind of stuff. Tyler wants to know what we thought of the San Diego State UConn game last night. Um, I watched here and there. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it from start to finish. I thought that it was, I mean, kind of how, what I expected. Both teams were good defensively. Um, and it was kind of a snooze fest, you know, UConn kind of got out big and San Diego state got within like maybe five or six, I think there towards the end, but then UConn immediately, you know, jumped back up on it. Um, so yeah, the most important thing that came from that night was my my bet hit, and that's really all that I cared about. I moved my funds over to DraftKings since FanDuel has still has me suspended, <laughs> still um, locked out, huh? Still locked ask, out. I was going to ask if you had any luck with that, but. and uh, it's um, it's frustrating because FanDuel is running my favorite promotion today, and I am oh, unable to bet. It's a Dinger Tuesday, so what happens is if you basically, so I'll give an example. Say, like the Cubs and Reds are playing today. Say I put mm-hmm. a bet on Cody Bellinger to hit a home run. You have to place a $25 bet before the game starts on someone to hit a home run. And then every home run that's hit in that game, you get a $5 bonus bet, no matter if it's the Cubs or the Reds, up to $25. So essentially, you can make a whole lot of money if you think a lot of home runs are going to be hit in that game. And you can pick you know, who's going to hit that at least one of the home runs. So, oh, okay. It's so a pretty like, slinky promote. And you can do it for multiple games. You can, it's yeah. not like there's a limit about on how many games you can only get the bonus bets per game, though. So, you don't even necessarily have to win the bet. As long as you place the bet and then home runs are hit, you'll start getting credits back. Yeah. You get $5 a pop up to your $25 yeah. that you bet. So, okay. it's, it's a, it's a really solid promotion. You can rack up a lot of bonus bets. Um, and then you, that you hope, that your you know your twenty five dollar pregame bet hits because most home run odds are at like plus four hundred to plus five hundred. So if you place a twenty five dollar bet on a plus four hundred, you're going to win a hundred bucks and then potentially you know twenty five dollars in bonus bets depending on how many home runs are hit in the game. So I love the promotion. I can't believe I'm giving them free sponsorship right now when I'm suspended and locked out of my own account. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, going back to the to the Notre Dame basketball, Michael was saying, sounds like all of Shrewsbury's recruits will be transferring as well as some of his team. And yet, I mean, it's not a whole lot new necessarily, you know, based on what we had heard. But, you know, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing right now is, you know, kind of waiting on some official news with some signings to come out and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, it's Notre Dame. So you're, they're, they're going to have to be, you know, the whole transfers and academics and you got to make sure that, that they're going to be able to get in and all that kind of good stuff. So waiting on some of that right now. What's your go-to snack during a game? Jess? Um, you know, this this depends on kind of what game I'm at. If I'm at a football game, I'm more of like a pretzel and kind of like maybe Diet Coke, Coke kind of person. Uh, if it's cold out, I'll get a little hot chocolate. Um, but I love at baseball games, nachos. I'm a huge nachos fan at baseball games. Um, can't go wrong with the hot dogs as well. 
So, yeah, I, I actually think my favorite, like, game to have a snack is baseball. And I love getting helmet nachos yeah. and collecting all the different helmets. So I was going to mention the helmet nachos because at Cleveland, where we've gone with you to watch some games the last couple of years, they have this really, it's like, it, it, like the whole thing is it's a nacho stand. It's not, but it's not just a stand. It's like, you know, like one of the, you know, it, it's one of the permanent yeah. restaurant type, you know, whatever you call it in their concession areas, but it's all nachos but it's helmet nachos and then they've got like chicken and beef and you know all this different stuff you know pico that you can put in there it's uh it's uh muy it's bueno pretty good it's up there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and nachos would be mine as well but especially those cleveland those cleveland helmet nachos that takes it glad to sure. know you're hooked yes Stymie likes the pretzels, a good cheese ball, and crackers work too. I don't know if I've ever had cheese ball and crackers at a game. Nathan saying, I know it's not going to happen, but how awesome would it be if Fisher moved to left guard? I hadn't really thought about that. Like, have Fisher and Alt playing you next know, it, to each other? I think it, like, would it work? Yeah. And, and would there be, like, success? For sure. But to me, with Blake Fisher's kind of size and frame and, Overall, I just think he's more suited as like a tackle. I think you look at him and you think tackle. You don't really think guard. And, you know, that's not a knock on him at all. It's just I just think he's got that kind of natural tackle type body. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Again, no show tomorrow. Um, happy Bob anniversary to Brian and Angela. That's right. We're off to see the boss in Cleveland. We will be back on the Thursday. So we will talk to you then. Jesse, I will see you tomorrow everybody else we will see you in a couple of days have a good day off tomorrow or just watch brian in the afternoon ivy nation sports ciao